Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. The Nihilist Spasm Band from London, Canada. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 76 of Industry Tactics, the podcast that interviews some of the world's finest outsider artists. And on the podcast today, none other than an in-depth dive into the world and universe of the Nihilist Spasm Band, hailing from London, Ontario, a 54-year-old institution, I think one of the oldest bands going in this great country. And uh, earlier in the month of August, I had the chance to go down to London and interview some of the members of the band, as well as some of their spouses. Uh, sit back and prepare to be dazzled. These are the DIY masters that, you know, they've made their own magazines, their own music, their own art, really a, a cultural movement that we're also proud to call Canadian. These guys are librarians, newspaper men, builders, teachers, doctors. You know, they all led these kind of this double life while being huge in the noise world. So buckle up. This is my talk with the Nihilist Spasm Band. There was this guy in Elmira who uh, was the, uh, he was a math teacher, but he always wanted to teach music. But the music teacher, of course, had the job, and there was only one job as music teacher. And so this, this guy uh, who had the choir, it was, he did it after, after school. Mm -hmm. It was a tremendous choir because the man was a tremendous, uh, tremendous musician, mm -hmm. and he had the choir and they sang, and it was just wonderful. And he decided he'd like to do a recording, and uh, of his of his choir. Mm -hmm. And so he did. But he he said we gotta have one side. We'll have the recording of the of the choir, and the other side we're going to have the band. And of course, the band was directed by the music teacher, and the band was really it was terribly, unbelievably terrible. Okay. It okay. was just terrible. So the the guy said, Oh no! He said, Just make it for you. Just just have the 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 choral part and uh -huh. he said no no it's got to be both okay so the fellow consented and the recording was done so i've got the recording sitting in the cupboard over there and on one side you've got the uh, the choir which is just fantastic yeah fantastic yeah 
helped, I suppose, by the fact that a lot of the singers were young Mennonites who sing in their churches. Okay, okay, and so they so were, they were well-trained, yeah. And meanwhile, on the other side was this uh, band, which was terrible, terrible. Okay, okay. And it was so, so terrible, it was good, it was funny, it was wonderful. Ah. So I remember I brought it down to Greg's okay. at, uh, at, his, at his house, and I said, you got to hear this, Greg. So I, pl <laughs> I played the recording, and I said, and Greg was, we just sat there and laughed and laughed, and he thought this was tremendous, and I still think that is one of the main things that got the spasm then going, because wow. I think Greg thought this would be great. Let's do the same thing. So this is um, audio footage from the record that apparently we're in Bill's living room inspired the Nihilus Spasm Band, a 1962 Elmira band, high school band, that Bill would have played for Um, and so the the formula that the band came up with was which was uh, almost entirely accidental but it was <laughs> to uh, have a group of interesting but dissimilar people kazooist uh, in the band uh, and founding member um, john uh, boyle build instruments uh whatever instruments they want and then uh, play together uh, without having ever any of us ever studied how to make music or how to improvise. You know, of course, we've heard other music. Right. We all had different tastes. But um, so we threw ourselves together with these instruments and each person could go in any direction that their imagination took them. And uh, the other people had to respond to the instruments. And then we get together and play. What do we play? Um, well, we had to do something, and we just sort of started making noises and sounds. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, some, I think, um, uh, positive uh, compulsion within us dictated that we should not go off and learn how to do it, that we should just keep doing it. And if we're not happy with the way it was today, then next week we try it again and uh, <laughs> and see if we can uh, uh, make it a little more satisfactory to ourselves, and uh, that worked. And uh, we began to know when we played well and when we didn't play well, although we would be really hard pressed to explain why it was good tonight and wasn't good uh, the other night. And in fact, we really rarely discussed even um, the what made it good or what didn't or how it should be changed or, you know, advising someone else that they uh, should change what they're doing because it's messing up what we're doing. Um, 
We just had fun. This is Bill Exley, the lead orator in the Nihilus Spasm Band, talking about those early days going by Greg Kernow's studio. He wanted to set up a studio which where people could visit, people would come, come. It would be sort of a center of discussion, yeah. uh, intellectual activity, uh-huh. and uh, art. And uh, so that's what he did. And that's, he's had that studio for a couple years there. And uh, indeed, it worked out just to be the way it was, and all the people showed up and came. Uh-huh. And we had uh, wonderful visits, and he got to know some people from the university. And I was at the university at the time, studying. Okay, you were a student there. What were you studying? I was a student. I was studying English and philosophy. Okay, okay. And so he wanted to know people of all types, and he knew, wanted to know artists, and he wanted to know uh, thinkers of various types. And uh, so he developed an association with a whole lot of different people okay. who were very different from each other, really. Yeah. Tremendous variety. And, of course, from all that variety of people, yeah. uh, we found the people who made up the Spasm Band. Man, what an inspiration this this, this is. Because it feels... I don't know how you classify what you guys were doing in those early days, but was it kind of like a collective or, or, or was it just a, a group of weirdos trying to figure out who well, they were? I think if you realize that one of the things we were really interested in was uh, the uh, anarchists, the European and Russian anarchists. You were inspired by them? Very much in yeah. the sense of... Uh, huh. This is exciting. Lack of trust of the old gray men who had come through the Second World War and who were not in touch with what was going on in the New World. Okay. The rock and roll revolution that grew. That was the, that was in the water, right? That was kind of... That was the air we were breathing, yeah. 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 That was Dr. John Clement. Now let's hear from his wife, Shirley. Um, what's it been like being uh, married to a member of the Nihilus Spasm Band? Uh, it's a very complex feeling. Um, mm. I'm very proud of what they've accomplished. Um, it's been frustrating at times. Uh, certainly whenever I've traveled with the band, uh, watching them mill is <laughs> um, That's highly entertaining. Experience. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's very entertaining. <laughs> but yes, it could be, I, I get it. I yeah, get, I, totally I mean, they're it, all nuts. So yeah, you you'll start you yeah exactly, exactly. yeah yeah they're hanger all, hanger must come into play there yeah right? yeah 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 they're all crazy yeah, um, yeah. and yeah I it's been interesting in that uh, I've never seen another group of men yeah who function the way they do um, they're huh. they actually talk about things that um, are important the way women do they aren't just talking about 
sports or you know yeah. the last last night's hockey game or let's go and play golf or something oh. they get into real issues and i've never seen another group of men who hmm. function that way in the case of um, the spasm band uh, and the group of artists uh, is centered in london ontario we lived in a boring town although there were some interesting uh, things about it but yeah. um uh, so in a uh, maybe un unintentionally we were trying to create a parallel um uh culture and city and the spasm band was one part of that mm. we weren't happy with the um, guy lombardo and the royal canadians or uh, some of the other groups, yeah. uh, although they were okay, yeah. and we weren't happy with the um, kind of music that we had to listen to on on commercial radio, and um, uh, so we made a band of our own, and we made a music of our own, and we also made a, uh, a magazine to try to replace the London Free Press, mm -hmm. and um, we made uh, we uh, a picnic uh, to sort of. Um, Em, not emulate, but uh, parallel the picnics of uh, uh, businesses or companies or uh, whatever that, that people went to. Um, and, you know, a whole lot of other sort of cultural manifestations that we did that were just to replace the dull world that we found ourselves born into uh, with mm. something exciting. And it worked to a large extent. But it done, I mean, as a Spasm Band started to form after about six months and we actually realized that we had some craziness of the band and we talked about. This is Art Pratton, inventor of the Prativarius. This is like a happening. This is, a, this is an absurd thing that I wanted to be part of and I was going to ride this pony until it dropped. I didn't care what happened or where it went. I just wanted to participate. And I liked the idea that there was no guidance. I wasn't interested in guiding it in this direction or that direction. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see what it did on its own, just as a, a thing. I became uh, a teacher in 1962 okay. and taught in Elmira. I was there for, oh, a long, long time. I used to, but I used to come down to London every weekend. Every because weekend. Because my mother lived here and okay. I used to visit with her. Okay. I grew up in London, was okay. born in London, Victoria Hospital, the same as an awful lot of some of the other people in the band who were okay. born in the Victoria Hospital. Okay. And uh, we went to, but I came home every weekend. Some people thought I lived in London, but okay. I never did. No. I was just a, I was just a commuter. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then Greg's cousin, Gary Bryant, he taught Nomira too. Okay. And uh, actually, he, he came there because of me, because he had known me, and I said it was a great place, so he thought it sounded interesting. So we ended up staying in the same boarding house, Mrs. Weaver's boarding house uh -huh. in Elmira, and uh, that was a very interesting experience indeed, and very f formative experiences, I think. <laughs> but this double life that you led as a, as, a, as a high school English teacher, right? Yes. My father said something once to me that... It was not a good idea to play with the people you worked with. You should have friends outside that world. And the spasm band has been a focus that I was able to keep in touch with throughout my medical school years here in London mm -hmm. and my practice here in London. And uh, there were times back in the 80s when I was so busy with practice and young family mm -hmm. that my attendance at the spasm band was less frequent. 
but that changed in the early 80s when I realized it was important to be very regular again, not so irregular. And I became every Monday night then again. If you're going to have a, if you're going to develop as a human being, mm. uh, you've got to have something, not necessarily the spasm man, but something like the spasm man that it gives you a, it gives you an opening into a, a, a larger world where you're going to see a lot of different ways of thinking and a lot of different ways of of uh, doing things and people with different kinds of habits and. Uh, if you if you do that, you you have a variety in your life, and uh, and you you can think, mm. and I think mm. that I think I don't know what's going on in society today, but maybe it's just because I'm old and I tend to look at things sometimes in a negative way. But it does mm-hmm. seem to me that there's a real falling off of of uh, of people being open to a variety of opinions. Well and, done, yeah. And that's that's certainly what the specimen, to, to my way of thinking, was the opposite of. Norma Exley. That's right. Bill's wife. How many years have you guys been married? Right now, isn't it 53, Bill? We had our 50th anniversary a while ago. 53 years. So So, so So 53 years ago. A reflection of the Nihilus Spasmate. You've been married essentially almost as long, one year. I don't want to... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Almost as long as the band. Anyway, the band played that night, remember? At our wedding after... And my cousin Remy came and she was so disgusted she left early. (laughs) She, was, she didn't like the sound of that wedding band. We no, had we not. had various had to... receptions, and the final reception was up in Greg's studio, oh, and yeah. on on King Street in London. Yeah. And uh, the band, in its infancy, was playing at our wedding, and people were jumping and dancing. Oh. And, and Bill's cousin, she couldn't stand it, of course. Mm. But it was so fun. There's pictures of us taken by Don Vincent of people laughing and having a great time. How, so, how, what how, a wedding! How interesting, and how 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 has it been to to watch the band throughout your the entire marriage just kind of do its thing as part of your family life. It just seems normal. It was just always part of our life, always. Every now and then, Greg would phone up and say, Bill, we're playing in what? Owen Sound. Uh Or we're playing down in Windsor. Uh, Be there, okay? (laughs) Usually we could. He knew when he was free to go. Yeah. And uh, I would go. If I possibly could, most of the time I did. Do you, so do I you was enjoy a, the band? Do you enjoy Oh, enjoy it enormously. It's very creative. Yeah. It's very a lot of fun, and a lot of other music seems really boring by comparison. Here, here. <laughs> if you won't admit anything else about the Nihilist Spasm Band, uh, you have to admit that it's original. Right. Original. Right. You can say it's original garbage, and who needs more garbage in the world, or whatever you uh, care to say but um but we are original and it was because we denied ourselves um uh the uh exemplars like i said of uh from elsewhere
Yes. I mean, how many years did were you a, were you a high school teacher? Uh, Thirty-four years. Thirty-four yeah, years. Long time. The entire tenure of that teaching career, you're essentially a member of the spasm band, or for for most of it, anyway. For most of it, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I never wanted to tell the people then because it was a very conservative community. On yes. Our, right? Yes, I, I hear. I heard stories. I didn't think they'd want to. They would be disturbed, I think, if they knew I was in this band making all this funny noise. They just think I was some kind of weird guy. So, isn't that a charming thing, though? This, this, the dichotomy of you in the evenings being the weirdo that you are, but during the day. Well, I never told them. You see, I never let them know. They didn't know what I was doing. Hmm. So then, of course, uh, finally, I discovered they they'd known for years. They had all known. They had known anyway. I meet many of your graduates, you know, Bill. I meet many of the students that you touched your junior years as, as, a, as an English teacher. Apparently, you were a hell of an English teacher. Well, you try to bring the literature to life as much as you can and also yeah. make the people, get the, get the students to write with clarity. Yes, yes. And uh, it takes a lot of discipline. So you were meticulous. I'm a, I'm a very organized sort of guy. I see this. You, that's what you need to do if you're going to be a teacher. Okay. Uh, a bit of a, a obsessive compulsiveness is a very great trait for teaching. It helps a lot. In the larger picture worldwide, uh, that we're a very central and original addition to the world of music. I think we've created something that just doesn't exist anywhere else. And there have been, we had some no music festivals here in London yep. that kind of spread that kind of uh, approach to improvisation and noise to a bunch of people. So we have spread the word out through that. The word was already there without us mm -hmm. to some extent as well. Mm -hmm. And how important is it to you? Very important. One of the f focuses of my life. No Canada, home of the beaver, home of the maple leaf, animals and vegetables, a cold country, home of the restrained, the shriveled, the worried, across the waves from Canada, home of the beaver, home of the maple leaf. Animals and vegetables, a cold country, a restrained country, home of the restrained, the shriveled, the worried. Of a cold country, I always enjoy the audience reaction. I always love looking at the audience and. Uh, in the early days of people, you know, they didn't understand and they just, they'd leave. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. band could clear a hall in five minutes, as I think Greg used to say. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> but in recent years, I remember over in, in, in Europe, in, in, in Metz, in France, the yeah. audience, I looked around, people start to smile. Mm -hmm. And I noticed in other performance, you look around and they're smiling. Wow. They're enjoying it. They're, they're chuckling. <laughs> That's another problem. I'm not a good person to talk to about that because uh, sure I are. didn't go to school. Good, you talk. Uh, <laughs> where do they go to school? Where does a weirdo go to school? I. Um, or where does an original person go? Well, I I dreamed of uh, setting up a uh, school of uh, kazooistry. 
and of nihilist casuistry and uh, accepting, uh, you know, three students uh, for periods of five years uh, each. And, uh, you know, the first year they would sit silently <laughs> and observe. And, um, <laughs> but, so they could study with me, <laughs> but it'll cost them. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I never studied visual art. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, quite happy with the, <laughs> the outcome of that. Uh, I have seen uh, many, many uh, really people, you know, what I, kids that I thought were really creative um, people with drive and energy and who wanted to be artists. Maybe they were wrong-headed initially, you know, had silly, foolish ideas about what was an artist. They go off to art school and they're destroyed by the uh, art school. Well, Boyle went off and he, they told him to paint what he knew. He uh -huh. came back with somewhere around 30 drawings of his cock and balls. He just looked <laughs> down here like this, sitting on a chair naked, Drawing his cock and balls. Come on. No, no, they were all nice, really nice little drawings like this. <laughs> they showed him to the, he showed him to Greg uh. and to Tony, and they said, "This is great." And they gave him a show at the, at the uh, the art gallery at Western. Wow, what? This is the way things worked. And I... so Boyle's, he's an artist. Wow. <laughs> When you're thinking about the band, though, one of the things you have to understand is that uh, Greg's studio was really a central thing. And he was a central for, character in the band. He was a central band. figure. Now, yeah. officially, we always yeah. say that everybody in the band was the yeah. same, and we all did the same stuff, but Greg yeah. was the guy who got it going. Greg's studio was a place to find a common meeting place. It wasn't all about thinking the same way, but there was yeah. lots of discussion, and... Greg was very good at encouraging people to come and have a wonderfully inclusive sense of what should be included. So there were just lots of people that met and enjoyed talking to him, enjoyed various activities. We formed the Nihilist Party of Canada. You did. With the membership card. Art will tell you lots about that in Kay. much more reliable detail. Okay, good. Than I'll get it. Okay. But this idea of were you were you in the van when they were going around to the different parties saying no vote vote oh, no? We weren't in a van doing that. Greg and I went out and slapped those posters that he'd made. On we walked around the streets of downtown London. So you were one of them. Yeah, I was one of them. The mask is off. And I was. <laughs> we, we we made these posters, and we went all around to all the different political parties. <laughs> Late at night, and we put these posters up on every single place. I remember we went around, we put one on the conservatives, and one on yeah. the liberals, and yeah. then we did the, the CCF, that was before the NDP existed. Okay, okay. And we went around, and we put these, no, vote no, you see. Destroy vote your no, ballot, you see. destroy your ballot. And we yep. finished, we went through them all, and I think there was the, I think the social credit was running. So I think we went to four places and they said, okay, we're finished. They said, no, we're not. I said, what do you mean we're not finished? I said, no, we, we, we haven't done the communists yet. Wow. So we found, 
Yeah. We went to the place, the communist headquarters, labor progressive it was. Okay. And we put that on too. And we put, and remember, it was just, it was like a military thing. We would pull the car up, <laughs> uh -huh. doors would open. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. One guy would go out and put the paste on. The other guy would put the, the other, the, the poster itself on, then come right back to the car and off we'd go. This is early 60s. Yeah, this yeah. was so really fast. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, of course, yeah. the next day it hit wow. the national news, you see. It was on the national news with pictures of all these pictures, that had been put, these posters that had suddenly appeared out of nowhere in Ontario. Wow. It was sort of the equivalent of the, what, what later was, the, the rhinoceros party yeah yeah in quebec yes it was yes, very funny yes but that was before the band existed but it was out of that kind of spirit of, and that's the spirit of, that is the spirit of fun and young people being silly that um the spasm the spasm band arose you see so it's a funny it's funny how something that is comes out of something so youthful should still be around when the people are very, very old. That is quite interesting. Well, I, I use you guys as an example of how to age as a musician because you've all done it so well. Yes. You know? Well, th thank you. Well, maybe we haven't, but... Well, you continue to do it. There's yeah, a... one, is, one is lucky with one's health, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And so one's able to carry on. Yeah. But it's such an admiration that you continue... You, you introduce the band, whether they're here or, or they, they, they've passed, and... And there's just this sense that you will keep doing it, you know? There's this love of and joy in what you guys portray, you know? But laughter and the, the, joy of, the joy of living, I hope it can, can carry on. That, that uh -huh. would be something you, uh -huh. you would hope would can, can occur. Uh -huh. Well, one of the, another funny story is uh, when we went to Japan uh -huh. uh, the first time, uh, John and I went and we took our son, Adam. Okay. Yeah, okay. and... Um, yeah, that was in 94, I mm. think, that we went. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But everywhere Adam went in Japan, mm -hmm. if he said that his dad was John Clement, mm -hmm. who was here with because of the Nihilus Spasm Band, mm -hmm. the kids all just treated him like he was the son of Mick Jagger. It was, they clearly had this completely unknown reputation in Japan wow. as a, a, a significant band. And uh, that was, was quite eye-opening for Adam. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And every place is interesting, and there's no corner of the earth uh, that isn't uh, uh, endlessly fascinating. Uh, whether it's a garbage dump or a gravel pit or um, or a two thousand year old uh, uh, civilization or or whatever. But no, the band was the band was a tremendous experience, not just because of the playing, but because of the fact that we went to so many places and visited with so many new people. Mm -hmm and met a variety of people who were different from ourselves. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Which, that's... of course, is what you found in the studio experience, yeah. Yeah. where there were all these different people, all having different points of view. Uh, it's, a, it's a problem uh, today with uh, people always... Uh, people are tending to segregate themselves nowadays, I think, by opinion, and they you end up having people together who all share the same view. Mm -hmm. And anybody who deviates from that orthodoxy is attacked. Yeah. And that is, uh, it's so different from the kind of thing we did in the band because we were, there was a tremendous 
coming together of views yeah and 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 the encounter with, with so many people who I mean, you've got the people in the band, but there was a whole social group represented, as I say, by 20 Cents Magazine, Region Magazine, yeah. and all the people that we knew yeah. who were connected with the band. So yep. the band became kind of a social center. Of course, we had the Nihilist Picnics, yes. which took place for a period of 50 years, uh. and people came from all over the place to those picnics. Some of them were really big. Yeah. Finally, it died out, of course, because uh -huh, uh -huh. the people were getting older and they uh -huh. weren't exactly able to run very much in the races. Okay. It was modeled, by the way, after the old Sunday school picnics of the 19th century. Is that right? Oh, yes. It was quite deliberately done. Wow. And Who's... then, of course, we even had nihilist banquets, for heaven's sakes. We had, well, just two of them, but... But, but, but you, your families would attend these, pic these picnics? It was, oh, it was yes. a big my, thing. My, was... my mother came. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And we would have speeches and so forth and, uh, and so-called addresses to the assembly of the Nihilist Party of Canada and so forth. Uh, it was when we were first married, so it was very early on in the band. Okay. And, but they had achieved a certain notoriety. Mm -hmm. And there was a, um, somebody, a guy in St. Thomas, mm -hmm. who wanted to record them in his recording studio. And... Um, Bill was trying to get some specific sound effects out of his body. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to cough and choke and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he wa wanted me to tie a, my scarf, it was in the wintertime, my scarf around his neck and pr pretend to be choking him. And up to this point, the disc jockey or the guy who had invited us down was just really, uh, to use very old-fashioned terminology, he was really grooving in on the band. He just thought they were wonderful mm -hmm. and, you know, saying, oh, yeah, this is great stuff, uh -huh. et cetera, et cetera. So it was a live radio performance? I don't know if it was. They were recording. Okay. I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. And um, Bill kept trying to get me to tighten this scarf more and more around his throat. And finally, I guess I tightened it too much, and Bill threw up all over the microphone. And it was an incredibly expensive setup microphone and stuff. And this guy in the sound booth just went berserk. He was so upset. And, he, and the rest of us thought it was one of the funniest things we'd ever seen. So during the day, you're following the rules meticulously. You're, you're, you're raising these young minds. And in the evening, you're breaking the rules. On the weekends, yeah. On the weekends, right. yeah, every Monday night. Early on, we pulled off a thing called the happening um, in 63, which was early. 
in the in the evolution of happenings and one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And I found this whole thing coupled with uh, theater of the absurd and one thing or another fascinating. This, this bizarre parallel sort of lifestyle went on and a way of thinking. You are here and we are here. Art is here. Mer Yi Fav Ro is not here in Japan. Could not leave Canada. Jojo is here. Art is here. You is here. Boyle is here. Clement is here. Bill is here. Greg is not here. You are here and we are here today in Japan. Murray Favreau is not here. Could not be here. Could not be here. Jojo is here. Art is here. Hugh is here. Boyle is here. Clement is here. Bill is here. Greg is not here. You are here and we are here. Here are we and here are you. You are. So when the uh, spasm band sort of germinated with the the uh, soundtrack, and then we started into a, sort of a an escalation of building instruments and one thing or another. I really like that because that's what I I am a builder. I never had any desire to be an artist. Artist for some is a precarious <laughs> world that I. I like to look at from the outside. I wouldn't want to be part of it. Um, you, the Nihilist Spasm Band, may w- very well be the oldest institution in Canadian music. I mean, how does that make you feel? Like fifty-four years, and you, and you've lost a lot of people. We know? certainly have. Yes, we have. We've lost so many of them. Greg yeah. was the first person to die, which was a huge shock for us. Yeah. And then, of course, Hugh, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Hugh was, uh, he, uh, Hugh was uh, a very important figure. You realized after he was gone how important yeah. he was. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's two things there I want to I want to dig a little deeper on. One, how old the institution is, and and what that means to you to have done it for so long, and to to still be in this bond with with the 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 remaining members. Like, what does that mean for you? Well, it's, it means that uh, you know. Well, of course, there's certain problems with. Uh, with going on for a long time, you have a tendency to just repeat yourself, yeah. repeat the same thing. Yeah, I've tried to I tried to write some new lyrics. Okay, you know, Boyle was saying to me just as John Boyle is yes. in our, he's yeah. the kazoo player in our band. Yeah. Uh, John said uh, we've uh, you're just doing the same. You're doing some of the same songs over and over again. That is interesting. I said, well, yes. yeah. I said, yes. well, actually, I don't think that's actually true. So I I went I, I keep records after I know all the performances. Yep. I know exactly what lyrics I've done. Mm-hmm. So I made up a chart. It took me quite some time and mm-hmm. it gives you this chart of all the lyrics that have been done down through the years. Yeah. It turns out, of course, that what Boyle said is absolutely not true. There's a right. whole lot of new songs being added all the time. Right. But when you do a performance, you tend to repeat some of the old favorites. Well, I get that sentiment too, Bill, that that this band that is supposed to be breaking music and to be for, to, to have no form, essentially, 
if you do it for 54 years, how do you keep that sense of freshness to it, right? Like that, it, it does have a form in, in a lot of ways to, to, to the performances, right? So I, I didn't think you would answer it that way in saying that, that it, it's got its pros and cons, but after you do something for 54 years, the the beauty of it is evident to me. I, uh, you're touching on something that, that yeah, it, does it, I guess Boyle was trying to touch on that too, does it feel repetitive or ever not fun? Well, I think there's a problem. It isn't just the, what you do, it's the, the spirit of it too. Yes, yeah. And uh, the band, as, as I always felt it, is at its best, is when it's remembering that it is absurd the humor must be there and yes. the interacting with other people and the funniness of the whole thing. And that's very hard. That's something you do better, I think, when you're young. That's so interesting and to I me. And I think that when you get older, there's a tendency to become too serious uh, uh. and uh, take yourself too seriously, too. Wow, wow. And I think we want to have, I think we want to have a, the sense of humor you... And the sense of silliness, and if it's not there, uh -huh. I think a lot of it is missing, really. Wow. So we got to keep that. Stupidity is repulsive, disgusting, everywhere, annoying, revolting, despicable. Getting lost is repulsive, disgusting, everywhere, annoying, revolting, despicable. Being late is repulsive, disgusting, everywhere, annoying, revolting. Confusion is stupidity, unconscious, unconscionable, absolute, everywhere, repulsive, and As I said, they're all definitely nuts. All the band are. Yeah. They're genuinely crazy people. Although yeah. there's an old saying that the only normal people are the ones you don't know very well. Um, <laughs> so, but I know these guys fairly well, and they're yeah. they're really yeah yeah they're they're pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I just I just you know I. I think the thing I love about it the most, so many things, but you know, the, the homemade, the innovation in, yeah. in, in building your own instruments, which some of the members do. And, and but, yeah, but arts, uh, violins, you know, are, they're works of art. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. They're Absolutely. beautiful, uh, pieces of craftsmanship. But it's, it's also this longevity of, of just being wacky. Yeah. But the friendships and, you know, uh, all of the building of community and what that all means yeah. is, is, is deep, you know. Yeah. I, the other thing I guess I really like about the band is that there's nothing else like them. Well, the, um, the Spasm Band has been tagged of late as a noise uh, band. Yeah. But um, we never heard that term. Well, uh, I, I mean, of course, the word noise would come up from time to time even yes. among ourselves, talking about what we do. But we never called what we do noise. Mm -hmm. um, 
and um, uh, it was only when um, we went to Japan actually and heard the uh, some of the Jap some of the Japanese noise uh, bands um, that the term was applied to us. In decision of the night, the bell rings for Alexander. Ringing hesitation in the bell of night. go to um, early concerts, mm -hmm. they were always mm -hmm. placed last on the program. Okay. Because they'd clear the hall. They'd clear the hall. Oh, yeah. Nobody than, knew yeah. what the hell was going on. And I think a lot of people in the audience would think that the band was spoofing them. Yeah. And making fun of and mocking them. Okay. And there they, were a lot they of... They couldn't get it. They no, couldn't figure it out. There no. was a lot of buns thrown and food thrown at the band early that's great. on. That's yeah. great. That's great to hear the, yeah. the, the, the distaste that yeah. they caused just from lack of understanding yeah. maybe or yeah, this so is it's great to get the energy of what that was, eh? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's really funny now that they're getting all these international gigs yes. and um, finally getting the recognition that I think they should have had all along. Are you you're you're proud of them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and you um And I actually enjoy going to a concert for the first half hour. Okay. And after that I I yeah, I've yeah. had enough yeah. of it. Yeah. But it is so f I find it very funny. Hugh always said that our band was a parody of a band. Yes. We had a Hugh McIntyre. Yeah, yes. Hugh McIntyre always said yeah. we were a parody of a band. I like that. I love we that. We had a singer who wasn't really a singer. We had a guitar player who wasn't really a sure. guitar player. Sure, sure. Beautiful. Uh, but we, we did all the... We couldn't play any of the instruments, so yeah. we, we did this parody. But Hugh was a kind of gruff guy who yeah. often didn't say much, but when he got started, he could say a lot. Mm-hmm. I got to know Hugh during the latter years of his life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when he'd had a little stroke and I, I do acupuncture as well. Yes. 
So I, we were able to help him with some acupuncture, get some of his function in his hand back so he could go on playing the bass. Hmm. And I kept on treating him during the last years. Hmm. He called me uh, one Monday night and said, I don't think I can come to the band tonight, John. And I said, so what's the matter? Well, I'm a bit short of breath. So I went around to see him and listened to his chest and he was in heart failure. Oh, we boy. took him straight to hospital and he, he, that, that was about three weeks before he died. Oh boy. That was intense. What, you know, it's so hard to think about loss and just, you know, how, how we all kind of, but, but you guys, I don't know, I, I think feel like you guys really honor those in the band who have, who, well, who you have, don't leave the band by dying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Greg died. We're at the funeral. Huh. And the funeral is over. And everybody's still standing around. And somebody said to Hugh, gee, it's really too bad about the band. And he said, what do you mean about the band? And they said, well, now that Greg's gone, the band won't be together anymore. Right. And Hugh yelled over to me, he says, Hey, we're going to play Monday night, aren't we? And I said, "Yeah." No, there, nobody. There wasn't. There wasn't. There was never a conversation. That was the closest to a conversation about whether the band would go on. Right. The rest of the band was not involved in the conversation. It was just Greg left. Yeah. Huh. That's, That's all. Awesome. And the, the band was going on. There was. There wasn't even a hiccup. In a way, it's a beautiful way to honor greg and his well, his and the thing with a lot of his ideas right yeah. in in continuing it right well the thing was with hugh um hugh died and we played you were not and, and yeah we missed a week because Hugh was in the hospital yeah Hugh died his funeral is on monday night i was standing giving talk at the funeral you may have read that thing Mm. I was standing beside Hugh's amp, and I apologized and warned the audience that no, we weren't going to play, but I was standing where I was supposed to be on a Monday night beside Hugh's amp, mm. and we talked, and we went on talking about Hugh and one thing and another. Mm. Didn't stop. No. Never, never, not even a hiccup. The joke has been that we'll play until somebody, you know, people start really dying off, or somebody mm -hmm. dies on the stage. <laughs> since we got the doctor, he can go over and sort of poke him with his toe. And uh, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, but we keep playing. <laughs> and that it's been uh, and the thing is, it's become again this absurd black humor. Uh, uh, so if it happened, I would not stop playing. Wow! I would continue to play. Wow! And yeah, if I continue to play, I know that either boy, depending on which one of it was, of course, yeah, a boiler or or, or Aya and drums would keep yeah. it on going. Yeah, that's heavy. Now, do strange things to the audience. Yeah. Well, what the hell? If we were going to get paid, we should have to end. Finish the gig. We'd have to divide the money. Well, it's very interesting because when Greg uh, was killed on his bicycle mm -hmm. and we were at the funeral, people would come up to us and say, well, so are you going to play anymore? And other people would say, so I guess that's the end of the spasm man now mm. that Greg's gone. Mm. And it didn't occur to any of us that that would happen we okay. went on playing 
I mean, no, nobody is going to come to your town um, to see the company that made uh, uh, a bigger profit last year than it yeah. did uh, the previous year. Right. <laughs> or nobody is going to come to see the um, folding chairs that uh, this company manufactures, you know, or uh, to celebrate the, um, the uh, 300 people who are employed by this company. All those things are kind of important, I guess, to uh, help people put bread on the table, mm -hmm. but um, um, they're not remembered. No, uh, I don't think they define the identity of a community. No, no. And... Um, uh, it's it's the uh, it's the creative stuff that's mm -hmm. remembered if anything is remembered and that is uh, cared about mm -hmm. in the long term. Bill, how many years has it been now? Uh, 60, you said it on stage the last month when we played together. Yeah, it's fifty-four. Fifty-four years 54 of the Nihilist Festival, and we've gone on the tours. Like we've gone on, we've done eight European tours now. Starting mm -hmm. in 1969, when we went to Paris and London, mm -hmm. and then going on through a whole series of tours, the most recent one, which was 2017, yeah. in November, where yeah. we visited Berlin, yeah. Yeah. at the No! Exclamation mark, yes. Music Festival. Okay. Hmm. And we'd done three tours of Japan as well, mm -hmm. 1996, 1999, and 2016. So we, we visited five Japanese cities, mm. and Europe, I mean, heavens, we've, we've visited now nine countries, yeah. France and England, yeah. Germany, yeah. the Netherlands, Austria, Czech Republic, Poland, Belgium, Switzerland, and we're going back to Switzerland in uh, October of this year. Fantastic. Where we're playing in Lausanne. Well, there you have it. That was the Industry Tactics deep dive into the 54-year and still-going career of the Nihilist Spasm Band. Proud to know those guys and want to thank them for opening up. Uh, man, what an inspiration. You know, when I was um, starting my career in music, I remember forming the Parade of Noises in my hometown of Brampton, Ontario, and I would invite members of the Nihilist Spasm Band, among others, to join me in making a racket in my hometown. So, you know, make a group of friends and grow old with them making music. That's, uh, that's kind of what those guys taught me. And um, very inspiring form and model of, of how to be, I think, rebellious and... Um, it doesn't get more punk rock than the Nihilist Spasm Band. So I wish them another four, 54 years. And, uh, you know, speaking to the, the kind of ritualistic thing that they do, um, that repetitive thing that they just, they get together every Monday night, I'm going to leave you with these parting words from Art Pratton on the Pratavarius. Goodbye, and we'll see you again next time on Industry Tactics. The future is Monday night. The future is not some other time. The future is next Monday night. Goodbye.